Jesus. Blog Talk Radio. All glory to Jesus. Oh
Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yes, Lord. We pray you breathe on us the breath of heaven, the fire of God upon us, Lord, that we need you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, shalom, shalom. Welcome, brothers and sisters, to the Lord's hour. Welcome to the time to be refreshed and strengthened in the Lord, that the Lord Jesus, he is here to renew us and strengthen us and to guide us and give us wisdom and that we humble ourselves before him and know that we will never be the same as we come into the presence of the Lord. And that, praise God, we've made it through another week, another day. And as each hour goes by, we're getting closer to the return of our Lord Jesus, looking for the blessed hope of heaven, the blessed hope, the Lord Jesus coming to take us home. As this world just, just gets out of more out of control and chaos, and it just seems like it's getting faster and faster, spinning faster and faster, out of control. But the Lord has everything in control. And that we humble ourselves and we be still and know that he is God. That we just sit still and sit at the feet of our Lord Jesus, our rabbi, our master, our teacher, our Lord and King. And that we hear his words and we learn from his revelation. And know that the word of God comes alive in our lives through his Holy Spirit. And that we be still. And let the Spirit of God move through us. And know that here at the Lord's hour, our God reigns here. Spirit of death, you have no place here. I command you to leave in Jesus' name. Spirit of have no place here. I command you to leave in Jesus' name. You're not welcome here. Go, go, go. Just go, just go, just go. Spirit of doubt, you have no place. I command you to leave 
down in Jesus' name Cause I can't on you that we come into your presence with thanksgiving and joy we come in your gates with praise hallelujah
telling brothers and that
We're in your presence, oh, Father. We pray you bless each one that is listening, Father. The ones in the chat room, bless them, Lord. Anoint them with the Holy Spirit. Let the Spirit of God rise up in them like living water, I pray, Lord. Like fire in our bones in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord. I pray for the ones who are listening by phone and by uh, uh, Skype and whatever way you have, Lord. You make a way that seems to be no way. That you would bless them, anoint them, prepare them for such a time as this, oh, Lord. Then, Lord, we would understand and hear the message tonight that we are to be true servants of you, Lord. True servants of the living God, Father. Hallelujah. That we'd be servants, Lord, and not hirelings, oh, Lord. But we would be sold out to you, Lord, and that we would serve you well in such a time as this. If you have called us in these last days to warn the people that you are coming, Lord Jesus. That you are coming, Lord. That judgment is coming, Lord. It is coming because of all the sin and evil and wickedness in this world. And Lord, that you are going to come. You're coming. The message. And why you raised up the Lord's hour is to warn the people and sound the alarm that Jesus is coming. And it's time to come back to the living God. And it's time to serve him and not ourselves. Oh, yes, Lord, we just praise and honor you and give you all the glory and praise. Thank you for this night. And we just thank you again in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And all of God's people said, Amen. Hallelujah. Shalom, brothers and sisters. Grace and mercy from God the Father and Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Be refreshed and strengthened by the mighty Holy Spirit. The spirit of life everlasting. Amen. Brothers and sisters, tonight we will study and look at again who we are supposed to be in Christ. We will look at two groups of people, those who know, love, and serve the Lord in their life daily, and those who do not. God did not make this choice difficult. Either you choose life and serve the living God, or you choose death and serve Satan. This all started with Adam and Eve, the first created children of God. When God made man and woman, he gave them a free will. He gave each of you a free will too. When they were created, they could choose to serve God and truly love him. You see, brothers and sisters, this is a sign of truly loving others that you choose to serve and help others because you are you care about them. You are concerned for their well-being. You want them to know that there is a loving, caring Father. He is the creator of their heart, soul, and life. He sent his son to show us and to teach us how we are to live and serve. Amen. So again, Adam and Eve are commanded to tend to the Garden of Eden that the Lord God gave them to live in. They were to learn from their creator. They were to serve and obey the Lord. The Lord is true and pure love. This love has to be tested in each of us, even Adam and Eve, to see if they and we truly love the Lord God with all our heart, mind, and soul. We have to hear the Spirit of God. We have to obey the Lord God. Amen. 
So this is the part about serving the Lord. Who is the true servants of the Lord and ones who are not? This came up very early in the life of mankind. First, let's look at two, at two words. The first word is true. The meaning of true is conforming to reality or fact, not false, real, genuine, authentic, sincere, not deceitful, firm in allegiance, loyal, faithful, and steadfast. That's who our God is. Hallelujah. This is what the Lord God expects from each of us because he is all these. Amen. The second word is servant, a person in the service of another. The Holy Spirit showed me in another, another word, serve, to act as a servant, to render assistance, be of use, help. And in the last definition, to be in service of work for God. So we see the standards and the kind of fruit a true servant of the Lord will have, and how that servant is to serve and work. Amen? So back to Adam and Eve. When they were in the Garden of Eden, paradise that God created for them, he told them one thing in only one command. This was very serious, an important command. They were told, can eat of any fruit in the garden, but there is one. Do not touch or eat. Let's look at this. Genesis 2. 15 through 17. So the Lord God took the man he had set him in the garden of Eden to cultivate and keep it. And the Lord God commanded from every tree of the garden, but only from the tree of knowledge, recognition of good and evil, you shall not eat. Otherwise, on that on the day that you eat from it, you shall most certainly die because of your disobedience. You should most certainly die because of your disobedience. This is why people will die and go to hell because of disobedience to the Lord God. This word here, die, what did this truly mean? Both spiritually and physically, physical death in the sense of becoming mortal, and they were created, that they were created immortal. So one of the most important things of being a true servant of God is obedience. We will see in the next chapter that Adam and Eve did not obey. And this is why we're all in this place separated from God and dying. This is why we need a Savior, because their choice with the free will that God gave them. The Lord wanted them to make the right choice, just like you and me. He gives us his word, his creation, even though that he is God and he knows best for us. We will see what happens in chapter 3, why this seems so hard to do until we truly know the truth. Who is Jesus Christ? Amen. Genesis 3. 1 through 7. Genesis 3, 1 through 7. The fall of man. Now the serpent was more crafty, subtle, skilled in deceit 
than any living creature of the field which the Lord God had made. And the serpent, Satan, said to the woman, Can it really be that God said, You shall not eat from any tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit from the trees of the garden, except the fruit from the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God said. You shall not eat from it, nor touch it, otherwise you will die. But the serpent said to the woman, you, you certainly will not die, for God knows that on the, the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened. That is, you will have greater awareness, and you will be like God, knowing the difference between good and evil. And when the woman saw the tree was good for food, and that it was delightful to look at, and the tree to be desired in order to make one wise and insightful. She took some of its fruit and ate it, and she also gave some to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of the two of them were opened, that is, their awareness increased, and they knew they knew that they were naked, and they fastened fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. So Adam and Eve encounter a being who is a deceitful and rebellious. He was Lucifer, an archangel of God. He was a servant of the Most High God. With He, with his free will, chose not to serve, but wanted to be like God, or even be above God, his creator. So now he is allowed to tempt and test Adam and Eve to see if they will serve and obey the Lord God, their creator. To truly love him and obey him. As we see, they did not. With their free will, they chose to disobey God and do what they wanted to do. When you choose to live life this way, just as Adam and Eve did, there is consequences. God loves us, and he knows what is best for us. We have to truly love and obey him. Amen. Go to Genesis 3, 8 through 19. 8 through 19. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me get a drink. <clears throat> Excuse me. Verse 8. And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the afternoon breeze of the day. So the man and his wife hid and keep themselves hidden from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord called, I mean, the Lord God called to Adam and he said to him, where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you walking in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid myself and God said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten the fruit? from the tree of which I command you not to eat? And the man said, The woman you gave me, <laughs> you gave to me with me. She gave me fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? And the woman said, That serpent beguiled and deceived me. I ate it for the forbidden tree. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all the cattle. And more than any animal of the field, on your belly you shall go, 
and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. And I will put an enmity, open hostility between you and the woman, and between your seed, offspring, and her seed. He shall fatally bruise your head, and you shall only bruise his heel. And to the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. In pain you will give birth to children. Yet your desire and longing will be for your husband, and he will rule with authority over you and be responsible for you. And then and Adam, he, the Lord God said, Because you have listened attentively to the voice of your wife and have eaten the fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of it, the ground is now under a curse because of you. In sorrow and toil, you shall eat the fruit of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles, it shall grow for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread. You will eat bread until you return to the ground, and for from it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. All who are listening, here is proof. There is a true living God. Look around you. Look at everyday life. These are all realities in our lives now. Amen? This is what happened when man and woman chose to do their own thing or do it my way. They chose not to serve and obey the Lord God. And here is the result. And all this is still here. Woman, women have great pain in childbirth. There is thorn and thistle. And there is many more things because of their disobedience. The biggest one mankind, the biggest one mankind now was separated from God and they would die. Thank God our loving Father and Creator had a plan of redemption of man, redemption for mankind. Amen. So let's look at the difference between a true servant of the Lord and the ones who are not. We will look at, at, at the two examples that the Lord said it would be like when he comes back for his church and bride in the judgment of the world in the last days. Go to Matthew 24, verses 37 through 40. For the coming of the Son of Man, the Messiah, will be just like the days of Noah. For as in the days before the flood, eating and drinking, marrying and giving marriage, until the very day when Noah entered the ark, and they did not know or understand until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man be. So as the Lord was telling his disciples about the last day, let's look at, at how the people will be, just like the time of Noah. Amen? Go to Genesis 6, verses 5 through 8. And the Lord saw that the wickedness, the, deprived, the depravity of man was great on the earth, and that every imagination or intent of the thoughts of his heart were only evil continually. The Lord re regretted that he had made mankind, and he was deeply grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy, annihilate mankind whom I have created, the surface of the earth, not only man, but the animals and the crawling things and the birds of the air, because it has deeply grieved me. 
to see mankind sin. And I regret that I have made them. But Noah found favor and grace in the eyes of the Lord. Do we see history repeating itself again? Did our Lord know this was going to happen again? Yes, he did. Look around you. Do you see why the Lord told his disciples and us who believe why it is going to be like this? The people of the world in Noah's day chose to go their own way, go the way of Satan and the fallen angels, to live for themselves in the flesh. They chose to serve no one but their own self and their wicked appetites. The same thing has happened again today, and I believe it is increasing. Just look at the news. Look around you. God have mercy. Why are they doing this? Because they are not being obedient to the Lord God. They are not serving God. They are just taking care of me, myself, and I. This is not in any way the character of God. This is the character of the enemy of God, Satan. So with the free will that God gave them in Noah's day, most of mankind chose sin, flesh, and Satan. So this is the picture and example to us who are not true servants of the Lord. Now look at Noah, a true servant of the Lord. Verse 8, But Noah found favor and grace in the eyes of the Lord. He was obedient. He didn't give in to the temptation and life of sin. He loved God and was obedient and served the Lord God. Brothers and sisters, we too have to choose to love and serve the Lord God, even when it is not popular or going against the flow of this world. Even if you have to do it alone, like Noah, we have to choose to be true servants of the Lord. Personally, I want to choose the favor and grace of God over the consequences of disobeying him. Amen? The next, next example the Lord Jesus said it would be like in these days is a place called Sodom and Gomorrah. Luke 17, Luke 17, verses 28 through 30. Likewise also, as it was in the days of they they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built, like everyday life. But in that day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. After these examples, shall it be the day when the Son of Man revealed. So let's look at this, amen? Genesis 17. Verses 16 through 23. Genesis 17, verses 16 through 23. You got it? Okay. Then the men got up from there and looked toward Sodom. Abraham walked with them on the way. The Lord said, Shall I keep secret from Abraham, my friend and servant, what I'm going to do? Since Abraham to become a great mighty nation and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him for I have known, chosen, acknowledged him as my own so that he may command his children and the sons of his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is righteous and just so that the Lord may bring upon Abraham what he has promised him 
And the Lord said, the outcry of the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah is indeed great, and their sin is exceedingly great. God have mercy. I will go down now and see whether they have acted as vilely and wickedly as the outcry which has come to me in the 22. Now the two men, the angelic beings, turned away from there and went toward Sodom, but Abraham remained standing before the Lord. Abraham approached the Lord and said, Will you really sweep away the righteous, those who do right with the wicked, those who do evil? Here we see Abraham, a servant of God, and he calls him, him my friend, too. Amen. Again, a clear contrast between the true servant of God and those who serve themselves and their flesh. True servants of the Lord will be righteous and will do right. The ones who are not, they will do evil. In Genesis 17, we see the blessings of a true servant of the Lord. Verses 18. Hmm? Oh, thank you. Well, I had it wrong. Okay. Genesis 18. Forgive me. Genesis 18. In verse 18 and 19, and in verses 20 through 21, we see the consequences of disobedient created ones. Amen? Now we will see the final result of this kind of lifestyle, and I can tell you tonight, there is a day coming that this will repeat too, because God Almighty will destroy the whole earth with fire. Not just two cities, but the whole world. God have mercy. Genesis 19, 26, I mean, excuse me, 23 through 26. The sun had risen over the earth when Lot came to Zor. Then the Lord rained down brimstone, flaming salt, and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew, demolished, ended those cities, and the entire valley, and all the inhabitants of the cities, whatever grew on the ground. But Lot's wife from behind him foolishly, longingly looked back toward Sodom in an act of disobedience, and she became a pillar of salt. So we see the result of the vile, wicked sins of those who choose to disobey God and not serve him. God have mercy. Here the Holy Spirit showed me a great truth in Revelation. As we look at these examples, even the Lord had said, Broad is the way to hell, and narrow is the way to life in heaven. You see, brothers and sisters, some reason when people have the choice to obey and serve God, they choose to take care of themselves. They think they know best. We see by the two examples, the choices mankind usually makes is not good. It leads to death and destruction. It leads to broken lives and hearts too. So again, we know that God would have uh, have known uh, would have known perish, have not excuse me, have none perish, excuse me, have none perish, no, not one. But as we see, they with their free will choose to. Choose to perish? God have mercy. 
Now, here's what the Holy Spirit also showed me, and to let you know, too, amen? Go to Genesis 19, 18 through 22. But Lot said to them, Oh, no, not that place, my lords. Please listen. Your servant has found favor in your sight, and you have magnified your loving kindness, mercy toward me by saving my life. But I cannot escape to the mountain because the disaster will overtake me and I will be killed. Now look, this town in the distance is near enough for us to flee to and it's small with only a few people. Please let me escape there. It is not, it is not small so that my life will be saved. Is, I mean, is it not small so my life will be saved? And the angel said to him, Behold, I grant you this request also. I will not destroy this town of which you have spoken. Hurry, take refuge there. For I cannot do anything to punish Sodom until you arrive there. For this reason, the town was named Zor, few and small. The Holy Spirit says, my true servant is a remnant of my creation. My created ones who choose life, choose Jesus as their Savior and Lord. Choose to love and serve and obey as your Lord showed and lived to be an example. How to live and be counted worthy to escape what is coming on this world. Listen to thee, my children. Let me in, dwell in you. Let me lead you and show you the way to go. Let me help you and make it possible to fly away, to rise up into the heavens the kingdom of God. Let me anoint you to serve the living God. Let me give you my gift so you can truly serve and be my true servant. Amen? Few and small. That is us, brothers and sisters, compared to the entire population of the world. God have mercy. We do pray that more and more will wake up and that they will see reality and quit living in this fantasy world that is so-called man-made utopia, lies of the devil, lies and so-called wisdom of man, that is foolishness. The only thing that brings life, peace, and true freedom is Christ, the only one who can take you out of this lost, dying world and take you to true life in heaven for all eternity is our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Glory to his name. That is shown even with Jesus' disciples, who will truly serve him or turn their back on him. Go to John, chapter 6, verses 59 through 65. 59 through 65, words to the disciples. He stayed in the synagogue. He was teaching in Capernaum. While many of the disciples heard this, they said, this is difficult and harsh and offensive statement. Who can be expected to listen to it? But Jesus, aware that his disciples were complaining about it, asked them, does this cause you to stumble and take an offense? What then will you think if you see the Son of Man ascending to the realm where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh conveys no benefit. 
it is of no account. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and life, providing eternal life. But still, there were some of you who do not believe and have faith. For Jesus knew from the beginning who did not believe and who would betray him. And he was saying, this is the reason why I told you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted him. That is, it is unless he is enabled to do so by the Father. The Holy Spirit wants you to notice verse 66. What does it say? And of course, this is put here in God's perfect way to show us a truth about this. John 6. 66. As a result of this, many of his disciples abandoned him and no longer walked with him. God have mercy. Then Jesus spoke to, he spoke to the, the, the 12. He chose to be his disciples too. I mean, to serve and obey. John 6, 67 through 6. So Jesus said to the 12 disciples, you do not want to leave too, do you? Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. You are our only hope. We have believed and confidently trusted. And even more, we have come to know by personal observation and experience that you are the Holy One of God, the Christ, the Son of the living God. So we see the difference between two true servants of the Lord and the ones who are not. The ones lost in serving themselves. So let's study this more as the Holy Spirit shows us that we are two, that we are two, the Lord and others, as Jesus was our example. That we are to serve the Lord and others as Jesus was our example. Amen. Go to Exodus 23, verse 25. Exodus 23, verse 25. And ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water. And I, and I, will, take my, I will take sickness away from thee in the midst of thee. Could this be the reason we see so much phantom and sickness? Yes, this again is the consequences of not truly serving the Lord God. When obedient Blessing, protection, disobedience, death, and destruction. Amen. Deuteronomy 6, verse 13. Deuteronomy 6, verse 13. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him and shalt swear by his name. Amen. When you fear and honor and respect the Lord thy God, you will truly serve him. If you don't, you will not serve him. Deuteronomy 7, verse 4. Deuteronomy 7, verse 4. For they will turn away thy son from following me, that they may serve other gods. So will the anger of the Lord be kindled against you and destroy thee suddenly. Brothers and sisters, be sure you are listening to true servants of God. Do not let disobedient ones mislead you or deceive you from obeying and serving the Lord. There is consequences 
or disobedience. Amen? Here in our day, Paul warns us, when the dis disobedient ones say peace and safety, everything is okie-dokie, no problem, then sudden destruction will come. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3. While they are saying peace and safety, all is well, cure, then in a moment, unforeseen destruction will come. What's wrong? I said first, first I'm sorry, first Thessalonians chapter five. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse three. Yes, ma'am. Yes, baby. Hallelujah. And uh, in unforeseen um, destruction will come upon them suddenly like labor pains on a woman with child will absolutely not escape. For there will be no way to escape the judgment of the Lord. God have mercy. Deuteronomy 13, verse 4. And you shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice and you shall serve him and cleave unto him. This is, a, this is personal, brothers and sisters. This is the kind of service and obedience you give to someone you love. And we are to love the Lord our God more than any other. Amen? Psalms 2, verse 11. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Know you are now, are you are, and, and know, I mean, know who you are and know who the Lord is. Amen? He is Lord God and we are his servants. Yes, we are his children now through Jesus Christ. But as the Son of God had to serve when he was here on this world, we too have to serve. Amen. Psalm 72, verse 11. Yea, all kings shall fall down before him. All nations shall serve him. Glory to God. There is a day coming that this song will be fulfilled. Yes, soon and very soon. This is even more made, I mean, this is even more made known by Apostle Paul. Amen. Philippians. Verses 9 through 11 Praise his wonderful name For this reason also Because he obeyed And so completely humbled himself God has highly exalted him And bestowed on him The name which is above every name So that at the name of Jesus Every knee shall bow In submission Of those who are in heaven And on earth and under the earth and that every tongue will confess and openly acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Lord, sovereign God, to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. We can say it now. We have the privilege because we have the spirit of the living God in us. We cry, Abba, Father. We cry, Jesus is Lord. And there is no other. Amen. Psalms 100, verse 2. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Amen with gladness. Worshiping and singing, brothers and sisters, 
I have to. It rises in me. I have to sing to my Savior, my Lord. He is worthy. All that he has done for us, he is doing and will do for us. All out of his love for us. Amen. This section of scripture will show what happens when you serve idols and pagan gods in the flesh and not the true living God. At the same time, you will see the love and mercy and righteousness of God, the Lord God too. Amen. Psalms 106, verses 35 through 48. Psalms 106, verse 35 through 48. But they mingled with idolatrous nations and learned their ways and served their idols, which became a dreadful snare to them. Then even sacrificed their sons and daughters to demons and shed innocent blood, even the blood of their sons and their daughters, whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan. And the lamb was polluted with their blood. In this way, they became unclean in their practices. They played the prostitutes in their own deeds by giving their worship what belongs to God alone, to other gods, little Jesus. Therefore, the anger of the Lord was kindled against his people, and he detested his own inheritance. He gave them into the hands of the nations, and those who hated them ruled over them. Their enemies also oppressed them, and they were subdued under the power, the hand of their enemies. Many times he rescued them, but they were rebellious in their counsel and sank down in their wickedness. Nevertheless, he looked sympathetically at their distress when he heard their cry. He remembered his covenant for their sake. He relented, reascending their sentence according to the greatness of his loving kindness. When they cried out to him, he also made them objects of compassion among those who are carried them away captive. Save us, O Lord, our God, and gather us from among the nations that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in praising you. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting even to everlasting. And let all the people say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God have mercy. The same thing is happening. We have a fancy name called abortion. That a living human being in the womb is a fetus. The truth is it is still sacrificing your children to death, to selfishness. You're being selfish and not serving the true living God. You are serving the enemy, Satan, who comes to kill, steal, and destroy you. Each of you. He hates you. You are made in the image of God. You have the promise of God of redemption and grace. He does not. And he wants you not to have it either. He wants you to serve him in your flesh. He wants you not obeying serving the true living God. God wants you to love him and obey him and serve him so you can experience true life. He wants you to have in this life here and in eternity. Amen. The Israelites learned and knew as we in song. Amen. Daniel 
3, verse 17. Daniel 3, verse 17. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from this burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. And then verse 18. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy God, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Amen. Examples of true servants of the Lord, willing to die for their trust and faith in the true God that they serve. They trusted in the Lord no matter what. They were not going to serve any false gods or idols, even if it cost them their lives. We know by the word of God that they were delivered for their obedience for serving the Lord God. Amen. Two scriptures showing a clear contrast between true servants of the Lord and the ones who do not. Malachi 3, verse 17. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts, in the day when I make up my jewels, I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. And in Malachi 3.18, Then shall ye return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. Amen. Very clear. Righteous and wicked. Go to Matthew 4, verse 10. Then just then said Jesus unto him, See hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou worshipest the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thy serve. Amen. Glory to God. Jesus tells Satan, This is how it is, and that's it. Matthew 6. Verse 24, no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and manum. Here, our Lord Jesus tells us, we cannot serve him in money or anything else to be the one you want to serve. He has to be the one you live for. And willing to die for too. Yes, there is believers who die a physical death standing and serving the Lord. But remember, but remember when, when Jesus is speaking, he is speaking of spiritual things. Amen? We have to die to our selfish serving self. Amen? Go to Second Corinthians, I mean Corinthians, yes, Second Corinthians. Verses 16 through, excuse me, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 16 through 17. 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 17. So from now on, we regard no one from a human point of view, according to the worldly standards and values. Though we have known Christ from a human point of view, now we no longer know him in this way. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as Savior, 
He is a new creature, reborn, renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings new life. When this happens, then you are ready to become a true servant of the Lord. This has to happen first. Without this happening in your life personally, you could not be a true servant of the Lord. Amen. Another example of a true servant of the Lord and who is looking for now? Ones who will fast and pray, watching for his coming. Just like the woman was too. Amen. This woman in Luke 2, verse 37. And she was a widow of about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God prayers night and day. The next section of scripture is Hallelujah. Can y'all hear me? Praise the name of the Lord. Yes, they can hear. They can hear all Praise God. We trust Him. The Lord makes the way. Amen. Okay. Thank you. Amen.
I'm the true servant of the Lord too. Amen. Praise the name. Thank you. Go to Colossians 3:24. Knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of an inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ, you will receive a reward, an inheritance, for being a true servant of the Lord. Amen? Praise God. Powerful to know that, isn't it? First Thessalonians 1 9. For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you and how you turn to God from idols to serve the living true God. Then this promise in the next verse, amen? Here's the next verse. Here's the promise. And look forward and confidently wait for the coming of his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who personally rescued us from the coming wrath and draw us to himself granting us all the privileges and rewards of new life with him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What a promise and truth. Did you hear that, brothers and sisters? Praise his wonderful name. Another scripture showing about the Lord coming for his bride, coming for his church. Amen. Coming for the true service of the living God. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Brothers and sisters, the other thing that is the Holy Spirit saying, the other thing is that we're like ambassadors for the kingdom of God, of heaven, right? Let me tell you this. Before most countries go to war, guess what they do first? Before destruction and judgment or, or war come, they call back their ambassadors. This The other night I heard, that the Russians have told their people in, in Turkey to get out within 24 hours. So the same thing is happening. The Lord is coming for his servant and coming from the ambassadors of Christ, who we are. Amen? Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Amen. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. So praise God. What a great promise from God. Okay, let's move to Hebrews 9, verse 14. Thank God for his mighty word. It's, it's so awesome. You know, I try to wonder why people question God's word. And, you know, they don't truly know it unless the Spirit of God reveals it, unless God the Father reveals it. Hallelujah, by the Spirit of the living God, it, except when Jesus reveals it. Amen? Hallelujah. How much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead work to serve the living God. Amen? Humble ourselves to serve the true living God. Hallelujah. I mean, Hebrews 12, <coughs> excuse me, Hebrews 12, verse 28. Wherefore, Re-receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptable with reverence and godly fear. 
and the end of the study is there uh, is things reserved for the true servants of the Lord and the ones who are not. Only two choices with your free will. Amen. First Peter one four. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Second Peter. Let you get that one. Okay. It was a quick one. Okay, here's the next one. Second Peter two nine. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation. Thank you, Lord. And to reserve the unjust to the day of judgment to be punished. God have mercy. Second Peter two nine. Say it again. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation, and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. Now let's go to Second Peter 3, 7. But the heavens and the earth, which are now, by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. God have mercy. It is so much better future for those who truly are true servants of the Lord than these who do not serve the Lord but serve themselves. Here, as we finish this lesson, we look to Jesus as our perfect example. Listen to this, brothers and sisters. Listen to what it really means about being a servant, true servant, like our Lord was. Therefore, oh, I'm sorry, Philippians. Philippians 2, verses 1 through 11, be like Christ. Philippians 2, 1 through 11, be like Christ. Therefore, if there's any encouragement and comfort in Christ, as there certainly is in abundance, if there's any consolation of love, if there's any fellowship that we share in the spirit, if there is any great depth of affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, having the same love toward one another, knit together in spirit, intent on one purpose, and living a life that reflects your faith and spreads the gospel, the good news, regarding salvation through faith in Christ. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit through fractional motives or strife, but with the attitude of humility, being neither arrogant nor self-righteous, regard others as more important than yourself. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Have the same attitude in yourself, which was in Christ Jesus, to look to him as our example in selfless humility, who, although he existed in the form and unchanging essence of God, as one with him, possessing the fullness of all the divine attributes, the entire nature, nature, excuse me, 
nature of deity, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped or asserted as if he did not already possess it or was afraid of losing it, but emptied himself without renouncing or diminishing his deity, but only temporarily giving up the outward expression of divine equality in his rightful dignity by assuming the form of a bondservant. In being made in the likeness of men, he came, became completely human, but was without sin, being fully God and fully man. After he was found in the terms of his outward appearance as a man for a divinely appointed time, he humbled himself still further by becoming obedient to the Father to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason also, because he obeyed and so completely humbled himself, God has highly exalted him and bestowed, uh, bestowed upon him the name which is above every name. Glory to his wonderful name. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in submission of those who are in heaven, on the earth, and under the earth. And that every tongue will confess, openly acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, sovereign God, to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. Praise his wonderful name. Glory to the Lord, what he has done. Glory to his wonderful name, what he has done for each one of us. Amen. Praise God. Look to Jesus as our example. Praise his name. There is the way, there is a plan we are to learn from following our Lord Jesus to be a true servant of the Lord. Amen. We will finish with this lesson with being about in the future of serving God. Revelation 7. Therefore, are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple, and that he set it on the throne shall dwell among them. Praise God. Hallelujah. And Revelation 22, verse 3. And they shall be no more, there, there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. Amen. Praise God. I pledge allegiance to the Lamb. Hallelujah. Down at the bottom. Please. I pledge allegiance to I have heard how Christians 
long ago were brought before a tyrant's throne. They were told that he would spare their lives if they would renounce the name of Christ. A great angelic wise I can almost hear their voices ring
remember the words of the Lord. As he said, consider the cost. Because I can tell you now, it's going to cost you your life. It is going to cost your life. You're selfish.
will I confess failure because, nay, in the world of these things we are made, then conquer through him Amen. that loves us. You, Romans 8, 36. Never again will I confess frustration, for thou will keep me in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. Isaiah 26, 6. 26, 3, I'm sorry. Never again will I confess fear of the future, for it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him, but God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. Never again will I confess troubles because Jesus said, in the world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, the world. Thank you, Lord. John sixteen thirty three. Never again will I confess unworthiness. Okay, I'm sorry. Unworthiness, because he has he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be the righteousness of God in Him. Second Corinthians five twenty one. Never again will I confess confusion because God is not the author of confusion but of peace. First Corinthians fourteen thirty three. And never again God be with us can be against us. Romans eight thirty one. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your mighty word. What great promises. John Piper, I I absolutely uh, adore this man. I mean, adore him. I mean, I really do like this, a lot of his sermons. I just love them. Well, this one is called, What Does It Mean to Seek the Lord? Meditation on Psalm 105.4. Seeking the Lord means seeking his presence. Presence is a common translation of the Hebrew word 
face. Literally, we are to seek his face. The Hebraic way of having access to God, to be before his face is to be in his presence. But aren't the children always in his presence? Yes and no. Yes, in two senses. First, in the sense that God is omnipresent and therefore always near everything and everyone. He holds everything in being. His power is ever-present in sustaining and governing all things. And second, yes, he is always present with his children in the sense his covenant commitment is always stand by us, work for us, and turn everything for our good. Uh, Matthew twenty-eight twenty. Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Amen. When he is not with us, but there is, there is a sense of which God's presence is not with us always. For this reason, the Bible completely calls us to seek the Lord. Seek his presence continually. Amen. God's manifest, conscious, trusting presence is not our constant experience. There are seasons when we become neglectful of God and give him no thought and do not and do not put trust in him and we find himself unmanifest, that is, unperceived in great and beautiful and value, valuable by the eyes of, of our heart. His face, the brightness of his personal character, is hidden behind the curtain of our cardinal desires. This condition, this condition is always ready to overtake us. That is why we are to be told to seek his presence continually. God calls us to enjoy continual consciousness of his supreme greatness and beauty and worth. What it means to seek his face, this has this happens through seeking, continually seeking. But what does that mean practically? Both the Old Testament and the New Testament says it is a setting of the mind and heart on God. It is a conscious fixing or focusing our mind's attention on the heart affection of God. First uh, Chronicles twenty two nineteen says, Now set your mind and heart to seek the Lord your God. Colossians 3, 1 and 2 says, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek this where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on the things that are on the earth. This setting of the mind is the opposite of mental casting, coasting. It is a conscious choice Direct the heart towards God. Excuse me. This is why Paul prays for the church. May the Lord direct your heart to the love of God and the steadfastness of Christ. That's, he said that in Second Thessalonians 3, 5. It is a conscious effort on our part from God. We do not make the mental or emotional effort to seek God because he is lost. That is why that's why we would seek a coin or a sheep. But God is not lost. Nevertheless, that is always something 
thought through, which is all or around, which we must go to meet him consciously. This going through or around is what seeking is. It it is often hidden, veiled. We must go through mediators and around obstacles. The heavens the heavens are telling the glory of God so we can seek him through that. He reveals himself in his word so we can seek him through that. He shows himself to us in the evidence of grace in other people so we can seek, seek him through that. Amen. The seeking is the conscious effort of getting through the natural means of God himself to continually set our minds towards God in our own experiences to direct our mind and hearts towards him through the means of his revelation. This is what seeking God means. And there are endless obstacles that we must get around in order to see him clearly so that we can be in the light of his presence. We must flee spiritually dulling activities. We must run from them to get around them. They are blocking our way. You know what makes us vitally sensitive to God's appearance in the wor- in the world and the world and the word, and we know what dulls us and bl- blinds us and makes us not even want to seek Him. These things we must move away from and go away around if we want to see God. That's what seeking God involves. And as we as we direct our minds and our hearts Godward in in all our experiences, we cry out to him. This too is what seeking him means. Isaiah fifty five six. Seek the seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Job eight five. If you will seek God and plead with the Almighty for mercy. Seeking in God involves calling and pleading. Oh, Lord, open my eyes. Oh, Lord, pull back the curtain of my own blindness. Lord, have mercy and reveal yourself. I long to see you. I long to see your face. The great obstacle of seeking the Lord is pride. Amen. In the in the pride of his faith and the wicked does not seek not seek him. Therefore, humility in the Lord. The great promise to those who seek the Lord is that he will be found. Amen. If you seek him, he will be found to you. And when he is found, there is great reward. Hebrews eleven six. Whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. God himself is our greatest reward. Amen. And when and when we have when we have him, we have everything. Therefore, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continuously. Hebrews what? 
Yes. Hebrews 11, 6. Yes. But I have one more thing I want to do before I do my prayer declaration, okay? Well, I want to do my power prayer. I want to do my power prayer. I, I have these. I have a power prayer that I have on the wall, and uh, I have done this before. But I'm telling you, it is a really, really a good, a good one. And I, I have given. I have, matter of fact, I have written this down and given it to two people already. And it's like it's really good. Dear Heavenly Father. I pray this prayer in the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, I buy, rebuke, and bring to no effect all division, discord, disunity, strife, wrath, murder, criticism, condemnation, pride, envy, jealousy, gossip, slander, evil speaking, complaining, lying, false teaching, false gifts, false manifestations, Lying, signs and wonders, poverty, fear of lack, fear of the spirits, deceiving spirits, religious spirits, injuring spirits, retaliatory spirits, occult spirits, witchcraft spirits, including Jezebel, Delilah, and Apollyon the Destroyer, spirits of Antichrist, and all familiar and territorial spirits. I bind all curses that have been spoken against me. I bless those who curse me. I pray blessings on those who despicably use me. I bind all spoken judgments made against me, judgments I have made against others. I bind the power of negative words from others and bind and render useless all prayer not inspired by the Holy Spirit. Whether psychic, so forth, Witchcraft are counterfeit tongues that have been prayed against me. I am God's child. I resist the devil. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I put on the whole armor of God. I take authority over this day in the name of Jesus. Let it be prosperous to me and let me walk in the lo- your love, Lord. The Holy Spirit leads and guides me today and fills all needy gifting and graces. I discern between the righteous and the wicked. I take authority over Satan and his demons and those people who are influenced by them. I declare Satan is under my feet and shall remain there. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am God's property. Satan, you are bound for my family, my mind, my body, my home, and my finances. I confess that I am healed and whole. I flourish. I am long-lived, stable, durable, incorruptible, fruitful, virtuous, full of peace, patience, and love. Whosoever I set my hands on shall, whatsoever I set my hands on to do shall prosper, for God supplies all my needs. I have all authority over Satan, all demons, and beasts of the field. God, I pray for the ministry you have given me. Anoint me, God, for all you have caused me to do for you. I call forth divine appointments, open doors of opportunity, God-ordained encounters, and ministry positions. 
I claim a hedge of protection by the precious blood of Jesus around my spouse, around my children throughout this day and this night. I ask you, God, in the name of Jesus, to dispatch angels to surround me, my spouse, my children, and my grandchildren today and every day to put them throughout my house and around my car and around my souls and bodies. And I call on your holy angels to protect my house from any intrusion and to protect me and my family from any harmful, demonic, or physical, or mental attacks. I ask all this in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I pray. I'm telling you right there, uh, say that over your house before you leave, before you go to bed, before you do anything. Claim, bind, render useless. Amen. All of it. Amen. Let let God let God. Let God arise and enemies be scattered. Yeah. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. The more I seek you, the more I seek you.
she wonderful? Here's the prayer declaration where I had my children add yours. Lord God, I believe that my children have been fearfully and wonderfully made. I confess that your hand covered Joshua, Emma, Bobby, Veronica, their spouses, and their children in the womb, and that your hand will cover them all the days of their life. I believe that you have formed my children's inward parts, their potentially personality and inner spiritual capacity. I rest in this truth and pray that you will continue to involve yourself in the in in the soulish and spiritual deployment of my children, just as you involved yourself in their spiritual development in the womb. Finally, I confess that the future of my children is not up to chance. You have a plan for Joshua. You have a plan for Emma. You have a plan for Scotty. You have a plan for April. You have a plan for Jessica. And you have a plan for Bobby. And you have a plan for Veronica. You have a plan for their spouses and their ch- and their children. I praise you for causing it to unfold perfectly according to your pleasure and predetermined purpose. Such knowledge is so wonderful. It moves my heart to worship you, O oh Lord, teacher. I declare victory in advance. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen, brothers and sisters. Praise the name of the Lord. One thing about being a true servant of the Lord, to truly serve the Lord God, as he came into the temple and he saw the money changers and the people buying uh, uh, the sacrifices that he called, and he came through with a... He made a uh, a deal, uh, made a whip, and he was upset, and he was cleaning house, and he said, "My house will be a house of prayer." And as true servants of the Lord, our houses, each of our temples, where God lives in us by His Spirit, are the house need to be house of prayer. Amen. Amen. House of prayer. Lord, make me a house. Make me a house of Make me a house. Make me a house of prayer. A house of
your mouth. Lay not, I mean, lie not one another. Lie not to one another. Seeing that you have put off the old man with his works and have put on the new, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Whether is neither Grecian nor Jew, circumcision or uncircumcision, barbarian, scavian, bond-free, but Christ is all in all things. Amen. Now, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, you hear the word of God? Do you hear what God thinks about you? Now, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, Put on the bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long-suffering. These are the kind of things that the new man has, the one that is born again from above. This is the kind of traits and character and fruit you will have. Verse 13, forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel to another, even as Christ forgave, even so do ye. And above all of these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Hallelujah. What great word and wisdom from the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you plentifully, in all wisdom and teaching and admonishing your own self, in songs and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with a grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, even the Father, by him. Wives, submit yourself unto your husband as it is calmly in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter unto them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for that is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Fathers, Provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Servants, be obedient unto them that are your masters, according to the flesh in all things, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord, and not to men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong that he hath done, and there is no respect of persons. Praise his name for the mighty word. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. That we do it in Christ alone. Amen. In Christ alone.
In Christ alone. 
Young brothers and sisters because he has a great name. Amen. Your great name. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Focus on him. And we come together to worship and honor the King of Glory.
we come humbly before you in the name of Jesus. Seeking you, Lord. Hallelujah. Seeking you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord, brothers and sisters. All right, brothers and sisters, it's time to prayer. We are the house of prayer. It's time to pray. Amen. That the Lord Jesus is a great intercessor, and he has called us to be like him. We are to look to him as the perfect example that Jesus was an intercessor and a great high priest. Amen. And that as he was a servant, he would pray. He would pray a lot of the times at night. He would go off in prayer. And that uh, it is time to be praying. Amen. That we need to uh, pray for Brother Stephen, then, his uh, daughter. Yes, she. I think she's in the hospital. His wife has an ear infection. I thought she was going to write him down, maybe. Oh. You have the pen. Have All right, amen. Praise God for healing, then, by them. Amen. Hallelujah. Salvation for families. Uh, for stronger discernment for Sis Randy. Stronger discernment for Sis Randy. Amen. And we'll pray for salvation for all families, yes, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Sis Randy, that we will not be deceived. That is good, that we have the gift of discernment. Amen. Uh, Brother Javon wants to uh, uh, be able to interact with people more. That the Lord will give him boldness, boldness like he did in the early church in the book of Acts. Be led by the Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Anyone else? Praise God. Hallelujah. We have uh, Ms. Crystal uh, wants Jose's uh, immigration papers to come through quickly. Amen. And little Jose to receive the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise God. And we pray for Brother Paradigm for improved sight and concentration. Okay. Uh, focus, focus. Paradigm. Paradigm, yes. Brother Paradigm. Focus. Focus on the Lord. Yes, improved sight and concentration, but as the Lord, the Spirit was showing focus. Focus, brother. Amen. That's what the Lord's saying. Focus, brother. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. We pray for one another. Amen, brother. Brother Kowal Jawadi, brother Kowal, yeah. pray for to walk in spirit and more strength. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is your strength, brother. Rejoice in the Lord. Uh, walk in the spirit and strength. Be guided by the Holy Spirit and strength. Amen. Yes, this Randy, persecuted Christians. Yes, our brothers that are being persecuted for Christ's name. Amen. Uh, for Brother uh, Gillen and Brother Kelvin, I'm not sure what's all going on there, but Brother Javon is saying that. Yes, it is, sis, and that's what the Lord said would happen. He said they would, it would increase. We'd all be, be persecuted in his name. Amen. Hallelujah. That uh, y'all would pray for me and uh, Sister Brenda uh, for traveling mercies. But the other thing is pray for us about being uh, persecuted and, and uh, accused, falsely accused at our, our jobs. Both of us. Amen. Colin, 
C-U-E-L-L-E-N. Or, I mean, C-U-L-L-E-N. Colon. Amen. Just got to be alert, brothers and sisters, that we will be uh, we will be persecuted. We'll be ridiculed or falsely accused. Uh, you know, we are not to take uh, any vengeance or get upset. We are to give place to the Lord. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. The Lord will watch over his anointed. The word of God says, therefore, no weapon that is formed against us will prosper. And every tongue that shall rise up, up against thee in, in judgment, thou shalt condemn. That's the word of God. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is me, says the Lord. Pray for sis, God Healer uh, 7, that's uh, Sis Barbara. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Learning about prayer and, and sharing prayer requests. Praise God. That's how we're supposed to be in the body of Christ. Praise God. That we're to pray and support one another. Amen. Any other prayer requests? Before we pray, hallelujah, we got to start heading toward prayer, brothers and sisters, for the time we're living. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, yes, we should never forget. Uh, amen. Uh, I'm not sure yet, Brother Javon, anybody in the war room. I haven't been there. I've been focused on the Lord's, sir, I mean, uh, uh, the Lord's hour right now. I haven't opened the uh, the, uh, the war room, so I'm not sure if anyone's there. But uh, uh, that we need to pray for Israel and Jerusalem still, and in, in the Middle East is becoming a boiling pot. The Middle East is, is about ready to explode, amen, just like the Lord said it was going to be. Hallelujah, but he'll watch over his room. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Amen. Join me in prayer. Focus focus on the Lord, that we come to the mercy seat of God in the heavenlies. Amen. Oh, JRM has a request. Yes. What is it? I have one above that was not read. Okay, let me see. Let me go back, uh, Sister Cole. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, here it is. Pray for Brother Christopher that he had been led to Jesus, repent, and be baptized in the name of Jesus, receive the Holy Spirit. Brother Christopher. Amen. Amen. Okay. Sis, I mean, Brother Christopher. All right. Praise God. Father, we just thank you and just praise you. We come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just thank you and praise you for this night. Father God, we pray for the brethren. We pray for our brothers and sisters that are facing persecution all over the world, especially in the Middle East. Oh, Lord, I pray that you will watch over and protect them, and you would make a way for them to escape. But if not, that they will not deny Christ. And, Lord, they will give their heart and soul for you and to show the world and the people who are even persecuting them that you love them and they love you. And you will, they, what they believe in their faith is not worth denying. They will not deny because they know that there is a crown, a martyr's crown waiting for them. But more than that, that they would not deny Christ and they would become home to you, Lord. But Lord, we just pray that you would comfort them and strengthen them and let them be able to, to keep on pressing on even through the persecution and torture, imprisonment, 
and whatever else the uh, the world and the enemy tries to throw at them. But, Lord, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And I pray that would bring within their hearts and their minds and know that you love them. And you're with them, Lord, and you face everything they face just like us. Father, we pray for salvation for our families, each family member. Lord, we keep claiming the promise of the families coming to Christ like uh, Cornelius and the Philippian jailer, Lord, and others in the book of Acts. Oh, Father, that we would trust you and know that you keep your word. And we pray for salvation and life. And we pray you open their hearts and minds and their eyes to the truth in such a time as this, Lord. Father, we pray for Brother Steen to know and his family. I know I've seen that his daughter was in the hospital, and now his wife with a ear infection. I rebuke the spirit of infirmity that is trying to come against our brother. Lift him up and strengthen him. Let him know he needs to get back into the word of God and be the watchman for Israel as you have called him, O oh Lord. I pray you would give him wisdom and direction, Lord, of what you want him to do. Father, we pray for the nation of Israel. And we pray for Jerusalem, and we pray for the peace of Jerusalem and Israel in the name of Jesus, Father. Father, we pray for uh, Christopher, Lord, as uh, sis, uh, Nicole has asked, Lord, and that he would, would, would confess Christ, and, Lord, he would get into the word of God, and, Lord, he will be baptized, and that he will be filled with the Holy Spirit by the name of Jesus, we pray, Father. We pray for Brother Kowal Jawadi, lift him up, strengthen him, let him know that the joy of the Lord is his strength, O oh Lord, and that he can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens him. Hallelujah. By the word of God. Father, we pray for the homeless, in, uh, with the jobless, homeless and jobless in the name of Jesus, O oh Lord. And we pray, Lord, that you would, want, that you would uh, uh, comfort them and strengthen them. And, Lord, that you would provide for them. And, Lord, that you would open the doors for the jobs and the doors for what you want them to do in the name of Jesus, Lord. And, Father, we pray, Psalm 91, over each one of us, over the brethren, over the body of Christ, Father. We know that you will watch over and protect us. And, Lord, you will not let none perish, O oh Lord, because we have eternal life, O oh Lord. Oh, maybe this body might be destroyed or this body might die, but not our spirit and not the person you have made us, Lord. Hallelujah. The new person, the born-again believer, praise God. For what you have done is eternal. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Father God, uh, we just pray. Uh, oh, hallelujah. Can you help me right there? No, I, can, I got it down here. Hallelujah, I'm moving. Father, we pray for Jose. Lord, we pray for Sister Crystal's husband, Lord. We pray in the name of Jesus that he will receive his immigration papers. And that he will see that it's a miracle of God. And that God does intervene in our lives. And this would lead him to Christ and salvation in life. And, Father, we pray for little Jose for salvation, I mean, for the receiving the Spirit, Lord. To be baptized in the Spirit of God in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we pray for Brother Javon, Lord. And we pray for boldness and strength. And, Lord, that he's able to communicate as the Spirit leads him to talk to people, and that he'll be a light and a witness as he goes into the day, and that he will encourage and show people such a time that we're living and need to get right with God, for time is very short. Father, we pray for Brother Paradigm that you would give him focus. Lord, that he would look straight ahead, not to the left or the right, or be distracted 
by this world and the things of this world. But he would focus on you, Lord Jesus. Keep our eyes, keep our eyes on you, Lord, each one of us. Father, we just praise oh, excuse me. Father, we just praise you and thank you, Lord. And we pray for Brother uh, Jawah, Lord. We pray for uh, walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And again, we pray for strength. And, Lord God, we pray for the brethren. I pray for everyone, Lord, that is listening by phone. We pray for everyone, Lord, that is uh, in the chat room, oh, Lord. And we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, for each one. Yes, and Lord, I pray for uh, discernment for Sis Randy in the name of Jesus for each one of us. That is one of the gifts. And as you have talked to us tonight, Holy Spirit, you said you would give us the gift to be able to be true servants of the Lord. I pray for each one of us a strong gift of discernment in the name of Jesus. And I pray that you would anoint us with that gift, O oh Lord, that we'd be able to discern from right and wrong, Lord. Discern from deceitfulness in truth, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, I pray blessing upon each brother and sister in Christ. Lord, I, I, I pray that you would bless uh, uh, brother, uh, I mean, for uh, sister Nicole, bless her, strengthen her, anoint her, and guide her in the name of Jesus. For brother Javon, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would bless him and give him boldness in the name of Jesus. And that he would walk in the ways of the Lord and not the ways of his flesh. Now, Father, I pray for Jaquel Jawadi in the name of Jesus. Bless him. Let him walk in the spirit and not the flesh. I pray for Brother Paradigm, Father, that you would bless my brother. Lift him up and guide him. Lead him, Lord. Let him focus and be led by the spirit of the living God. And I pray for Sis Randy, Lord. Bless her. Strengthen her. Help her, Lord, the Lord, to teach and guide her children, Lord. And I pray you watch over and protect her and give her boldness in the name of Jesus. And for our brothers and sisters in Christ. For sis Crystal, Lord, watch over and protect her. Let her be strong in the Lord and the power of her in, in your might, Lord. And I pray for sis Barbara, Lord, Lord, sis Barbara and brother Dan, I pray you watch over and protect them and heal them and guide them in the name of Jesus, Lord. And I pray uh, for uh, our, 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 the ones who serve at the Lord's hour, brother Elvie, Lord, for sis Carter, brother Pablo, uh, brother Kelvin, I pray you will bless and strengthen each one. Watch over them and their families. Let them be refreshed and rest in Jesus at, at this time, Lord, in, in this night. And, Lord, I pray for my brother, uh, Brother Paul. And he's a watchman on the wall. Bless him and strengthen him. Help him, Lord, and his wife, Sis Gail, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we just thank you again for this night. And understand what we will say when we come into the kingdom, when we're asked, why should you come into my kingdom? Because we trust in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Trust in Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen, baby. Hallelujah. Praise trust in Jesus, brothers and sisters. Amen. Yep. 